was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. Two beers, alright? One for me, one for me, mate. <laughs> a legendary figure about to encounter a world more treacherous than any he has ever known. G'day. Big Dundee from Australia. How are you? I'm fine, how are you? Just going down for a couple of days. Probably see you around. Fine. This your first trip to New York. First trip anywhere. Well, we might just have to give you one for free. <laughs> yeah. I'm what? So how are you finding New York? Yeah, balloon will take us along. That's why I love it, because I fit right in. Good day. Hello. Sorry. Good night. What? Well, if you can manage, Walt, I'd like to stay a while. Wouldn't have anything to do with a certain lady writer, would it? Paramount Pictures presents... Your pal, Senor Meek. Paul Hogan. Um, hey, my man, what's that? Uh, wait. As Crocodile Dundee. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And your wallet. He's got a knife. <laughs> a knife? Welcome to Waffle on Podcast. My name's Simon Meddings. Oh, I'm Mark Seeker. That was a very reserved, that was a very subdued hello. No, because I'm building. Oh, right. I didn't want to peak too <laughs> early, as they say. It's not, you know. Sort of your lot there. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> exactly. Uh, hello, uh, happy New Year to you. It is the year 2019, which is crazy, isn't it? Oh, mate, where is where? Do you know what? I mean, like going? past where Book Rogers was now. Yeah, you know, I was. He's lied. Space 1999. Lied. Yeah. That that lied, oh. Space Night Night lied. I was watching. Uh, was it the Keeper of Tracking or it was uh, one of the late Tom Baker Doctor Who's? And uh, apparently, people left Earth, you yeah. know, like flying things in 1999. So we've gone past a lot of stuff. Do you remember Colonel Deering in Buck Rogers? Oh, oh, super hot, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. No, I was looking. Didn't we get a chance to meet her once? 
We know Jill Jill Gerard and his uh, girth was, was there. <laughs> Jill Gerard's amazing. It's got to be the it's got to be the fattest TV star ever. Who, uh, but who did, didn't, didn't, didn't but look fat? Didn't he give you hope? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't he turn around and say, "Look, if Jill Gerard man. can pull off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a tight white like especially with his disco dancing, which is amazing on YouTube. <laughs> it's the most amazing bit, isn't it? That is, that is, that is. Because they're remaking it, you know. It's been no, remade, no, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But then again, Bookwad is the one that we remember was a remake anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's like every time to watch it, it's like it's on some obscure five star. Yeah. It was on last year, and I only got about ten minutes. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, especially in biddy biddy biddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's just really. It's, it's like the pilot was really really good, and then there was like three other series. But, but wasn't that made into a film? There was, well, the, the, there was a film that was sort of a pilot, and then they made a oh. TV series. I think do you know it was getting eighteen million people watching that. Just because, yeah, just because it's going to be. Are we ever going to talk about it? No, we, it's going to be. Uh, she was really fine. It's going to be a big behind. Huge this fan. is going to be. It's great. Welcome to the 20th century. Yeah, it's going to be a, yeah, a very booty podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll see where you go. Yeah, very sexist. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that, ladies. As I stop, what am I drinking today, Cal? Hazelnut coffee with hazelnut biscuits. Yes, we have decided we're going to do a biscuit of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and this week's, uh, this month's biscuit is. Balconi's Wafer Cubes Hazelnut, uh, made in Italy. And where yeah. did you purchase these from? Good old-fashioned Asda. Asda price. Yeah. Asda price. That, that, that dates us though, doesn't it? Does a bit. Do you think that's something you think it's perfect these days? Well, <laughs> you're just laughing. Yeah. I had, did I ever tell you about my interesting thing about Asda price when I was in Sri Lanka? Name dropping there, of course, my, my travels. Asda um, price. Asda price Shalanka. in Sri Lanka. Right. I, was, uh, I was relaxing on, in my you know, beach. I mean drunk. No, no, I was oh, relaxing. Oh. I was like thoroughly enjoying like waiter service, oh, as, right. as one does. Yeah. And um, yeah, this bloke walked past the fence because you got to fence them, them off. <laughs> the peasants, <laughs> the peasants, the locals. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he kept walking past, and he had this most lovely uh, catamaran boat, this yeah. light model catamaran. And um, I mean, mate, I was with turned around and, and said, "Well, my girlfriend was with turned around and said, uh, so that looks that would look nice in the living room.'" And I was like, oh, "That's nice." I said, but, uh, did it? I'll do the boat because he's all bartering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he comes because you buy boat, you buy boat, and I went, nah, nah, you're all right. And he goes, as the price, Man United, Chelsea, Leeds, <laughs> kept doing that, and then kept slapping his bum, saying, as the price. <laughs> what was happening? Then we bought the boat. We bought the boat for uh, twenty-five p. Oh, and then I gave him a pound tip, which of course then I was apparently I was. I was wrong for doing that because it was against the rules of bartering, but he seemed really okay, happy. So was well, he went off slapping his bum saying, yeah, as the price. As the price. Well, I think what it was was because he was used to watching Man United sports like Chelsea, Leeds, and like, uh, football, and the adverts was because they have a broadcast from England. Yeah, yeah. Was that as the price? We're not sponsored by Adverts. I was going to say, there are other supermarkets yeah, available. Yeah. Ken, what's, what, what is important about this year? Well, it's a 10 year anniversary. He's 10 years. Well, that's what I was going to reload then. Even I heard that. that. You peaked. You've just peaked. I've just peaked. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's our uh, tenure, which is crazy, isn't it? Oh, tenure. All bustling in then distant memories when we were like sprightly young men. <laughs> no, not really. We were never sprightly. In fact, I think what I'm going to do, uh, our very first, well, let's be honest, our first podcast was, was I think, came out in January. Because yeah, we did like a mini no, one. Didn't it we came out really in December. With yeah. We know well, Pat, Big Pat Magoo and uh, Yeah, we decided to do it in November of um, 2008. Yeah. And then I did a quick test podcast because I said it, I said it all up, which was about the sad passing of Big Pat Magoo. Yeah. Um, but then I deleted that podcast. And our, our very first podcast that you can get is, of course, about Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. And that was our very first show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the first few minutes 
of our very first podcast. Broadcast from the centre of England, this is the Red Dwarf episode of Waffle On. Hello, it's good to be back. Today we're going to be talking about Red Dwarf, and as usual I'm joined with my co-host Mr Mark Kelly. Word up. So, first of all, before we start, I think we should do some thank yous. It's a good idea. So, we've had uh, a few emails, and we've had some lovely comments on the Waffle On um, website, which you can find at uh, Podbean. Uh, thank you to all those people who are on there. We've had uh, comments from Jen, from uh, from Jeff, from Kenny, um, from Rob. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the internet at the moment, because the wonderful world of British Telecom, yes, British Telecom, Habu, mm. uh, have uh, screwed us around. So we'll uh, be recording today, and we're going to have to put this online using Mark's computer back home. Who? Yours. Kel's. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so first of all, we've had an email. Some say the quality hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see where the money's gone. <laughs> Nowhere. Well, we, interestingly <laughs> enough, when we first started recording, we was using a, uh, a, a standalone microphone plugged into a laptop. And now we've, we've upgraded to a task and portable device. And we've, so we've only actually used two recording devices. Yeah. And we've only ever done one Skype call when we, when we yeah. had to do And that was when my daughter was born. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, so. that's a big one now. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It was a bit, because we're not ones for video chat either. So <laughs> we just pure audio. On. So I couldn't wave at you and say, it's your turn to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that was now. Uh, uh, and did we do it? Oh, did we do one and then with, uh, with and then anomaly, we did, and anomaly, didn't we? Anomaly. Yeah, we did a couple with Anomaly. Anomaly, yeah. You did one with Anomaly and then I did one without you. I was... Uh, what was it now? Holy oh, Grail. Holy Grail, Holy Grail yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was a good fun yeah. Um, anyway. yeah, so 10 years. We are 10 years old uh, next month. Sorry, yeah. So, yeah, so the Pat McGoon one came out in general. Yeah, what so, we'll do as well, we'll do a 10-year... We'll put a, we'll put a photo of us 10 years. In think? 10 years? No, not what? in 10 years. We'll do put a photo up and you'll... Because we did one when we first did it. Yeah. And we should take a picture oh, now. Oh, we did. Yeah. In the oh, we got the posters, didn't we? Yeah. That, that was a few years into the podcast. Yeah, so we did one of 10 years. See what, how we've aged. <laughs> Great. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it depressed us a little bit. I'll sure I get it. It'd be our last podcast. That'd be our last podcast. That means we'd be 55. I'm doing it when I'm 50. Probably like that. You say that, we'll be. We'll be still sitting here. So, because it's our 10th, 10 year podcast anniversary, on our Facebook page, we have put up four films that yeah. we'd like you to choose one of them. Now, obviously, if you're not a member of our Facebook group, that doesn't matter. You can email in to waffleonpodcast.gmail.com. Look at that mind working there. Yeah, look, 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 look at that. I've got seven po- uh, emails. <laughs> uh, and the choices are as follows. Yeah. Uh, the League of Gentlemen, 1960. Uh, the Lady Killers, 1955. The Shining, 1980, and Man Bites Dog, 1992. And I'm going to tell you what's winning at the moment on Facebook. There's a because it's quite close between two, so, yeah. I think. Um, so, but we're happy to do any of them. Oh, yeah. uh, in fact, we'll probably do whatever comes. What's second weird? Anyway, it's weird. What one of them we'd never done before anyway, weren't it? When I sent you it, you go, oh yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Uh, what the, 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 the winning one so far oh the winning one well the it's, winning, it's winning. Like we've never done that before because you were obsessed with that film as a kid well if that one does come up I am putting a photograph up of me and you from 1992 doing exactly uh, much the same yeah in which we are sitting uh, I'm sitting on a bed you're sitting on a floor and we're both playing uh, I think we're playing the Master System we're playing the Master System yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. we're do that but anyway so please do pick one of those films email us in uh, if you follow us on Twitter in fact actually we do have uh, we've got two Twitter things actually mm-hmm. like Waffle On Podcast and uh, we've got Hawkeye Meds just follow Hawkeye Meds because I post all the Waffle On stuff on oh. there. I might take the other one down too, oh, right. yeah. anyway what are we talking about today being so young <laughs> we are talking about I've forgotten 
What? How can you forget? Oh, don't have me, Brian. I've just gone. Oh, oh come on, don't leave it. That was not comedy effects. What are we talking about? We're talking about Crumman. Commodore Dundee. Let's go back. Yeah, this is dementia. Actually, yeah. thinking about it, the show <laughs> now the show was a lot better. <laughs> We're doing Crocodile Dundee. And what do we do before we do it? Play some form of theme tune. To this comedy gem, uh, both me and you have been and seen Stan and Ollie, yeah. have we not? Yeah, which is, uh, you know, my my friend, our friend, mm. Kev, sent me a text and I went to see, what did you think of it? And I said, it is a great film for shit times. 
Right, like, I think so. That's a nice. Yeah, I know he's going to swear word in it. I know he's going to swear word in it. But I think, yeah, it's shit times. Let's all agree hmm. the world is shit. Britain yeah, is his best. Well, I think everywhere's a bit shit. Shit's shit at the moment. And wasn't it nice to go in a film where it just come out and thinking, oh, even though it had very sad bits in it. I but, did, but I think that was. But, but the sad bits made the good bits mm. really good. And if you come out, I thought, oh, all is right for the world. Yeah. Yeah, for I five thought, minutes. I think. queued up for the bus and then he went down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you put you put it up on uh, Facebook because I'm on Facebook at the moment. But you put you put it up on Facebook on our page about that you'd seen it, and I was like so desperate to because I saw it a day later, I think. Mm. And uh, I, I think I put this on uh, on uh, Twitter page. In fact, like, because me and you grew up with Lowell and Hardy every day, it was on BBC Two every day. Every day, yeah. That were like some of that, was always something to look forward to coming home from school, yeah. uh, when you, you know, your highs and lows. And the fact that, that's still funny now, my daughter loves it. In fact, I took my daughter to go and see Stan and Ollie, mm-hmm. and she's nine years old. And you know, she was playing with a dog halfway through it, but she still found it really, really funny because she knows who they are and wanted to watch more of them when we came out. And I think the, the, the hope is, and I think Steve Coogan said this actually, because it's a film really aimed at people over 40. Because there's no doubt that. There's no doubt. But I'm hoping yeah. that a lot of people then will take their kids to go and see this film and, and let them come out thinking, I really want to watch it because silent comedy, and even when they did the talkies. You, you know, you can't beat slapstick because it's gentle, it's funny. You you still can't, you know, it doesn't matter how advanced you think your comedy is. Yeah, yeah. Seeing somebody drop a piano down some stairs oh. or somebody being hit on the head with a frying pan. Bottom did that, that was obviously the thing. You'd still, you're still going to find it beautifully Vic funny. and Bob made a career out of it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Vicky Gervais has with the yeah. arts music. because he right? loves Stan Laurel. Right? I mean, I know people have banged on about uh, how good Steve Coogan is as Stan Laurel, but I have to give huge kudos to John C. Riley. Well, I think, it's I think he's just amazing. It's perfect. Uh, uh, Perfect pairing. Mm. Perfect pairing because a lot of what Steve Coogan said, he had sort of same similarities of Stan Laurel, didn't he? That he was this northern comic mm. and he went went to America, didn't he? And now he's come back. And, yeah. and you know, you can see that they spent months watching it, hadn't they? Because it was filmed quite a long time ago, wasn't it? Because I thought it was done last year, but it was done the year before. I think it was because I saw the initial... Um, Free trailer, think about, it. and I text you about it. And I said, "You got to just look at it." Because it was a different film at first, wasn't it? Yeah, it was more uh, melancholy. It was more about the, the failure, everything failing. I mean, the thing is, there is actually a really good uh, doco drama. I think that we call it that, where it's about Stan visiting um, Ollie when he was bedridden, basically. And the guy playing Stan Lowell was the guy who played Bishop Brennan in oh, Father Ted. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've never saw that. It's That's really a... good, actually. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's all about the fact that you know. There's no regrets in it, but I had the fact that, you know, Stan was the the taskmaster of the group, and he says that quite like, openly in the film, where Ollie was just happy to go. Well, I always know what Stan Laurel said, oh, Stan Laurel, what Stephen Cougar said about it, he said uh, Stan lived to work mm. where Ollie worked to live. Exactly. That's per- and that was the difference between them, and they said suited them. What, what made me well up, I don't know if he did with you, and I don't mind saying this, was the uh, when the title's come out, it says that, because uh, I think Stan lived another 10 years 12 years yeah. after and throughout those 12 years he still wrote that's crazy he's writing sketches oh that broke me but that it was the, broke me but that, that was the best I love the way that you know because I think it could have been so easy for that film just to show bits that you saw but 
it was shown bits that you hadn't saw that they made up, but it was still like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the two door sketch was made that, up. That was but so in, good. In my head, I thought it was theirs. Yeah. And they even showed a bit of a film that they never filmed. They never filmed, yeah. I, yeah. I thought that's a brilliant way and of doing it. Also, the little nods and stuff like in the railway station, they dropped the case down the stairs. Yeah, so they're not looking at it we really need well, that Well, someone's saying there's a bit at the beginning when he's playing with his shoe, when he's drilling holes in. Yes, and that way, even the film, it was a deleted scene. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. You know what that is? That's in the bar scene in Way Out West where he puts his shoe on, his big toe sticking out oh, the bar. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. That that's sorry, that's yeah. what that is. That's what's really nice about that, that simple thing. You think, why is well, he doing that? Well, well, they did it brilliantly. We're starting off with a song that everyone loves. Oh, and God, it just yeah. put you in the mood. Yeah. It was a perfect start where and he saw the Scots guy in it. Yeah, yeah. Who's so famous <laughs> in that one. <laughs> and then he said that song. You thought, yeah, I'm just like, I'm home. It's and like, also, they, they found the original backing uh, film you know that's what you're telling me that's amazing they found the original one and just cleaned it up and so what you see there when you see the you know um, people more cleverer people than us have put like the original Ollie and Stan and Ollie thing uh, with Coogan and Riley doing it and yeah, I mean the dancing slide didn't, but you see that the thing in the background yeah. is exactly the same. Yeah, but that was amazing. the dancing was amazing. It's like how can a thing, two men dancing not really well make you laugh? Oh, well, it's just, it's just something about. Well, it's also it? other people laughing. It's like when you see the band, the band members, like and they're kind of like slowly smiling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just yeah, it's just, yeah. No, it's just a great film. I don't know if it's out in the states yet. I, I, I don't know. I think it's getting a. Excuse me. I think it's getting a limited run because it's a baby cow production. I yeah. think which is Steve Coogan's thing, isn't he? But. It really should be because I mean they were well they were bigger in America than what they were over here. I think it um, could, they got bigger later in Britain, mm-hmm. didn't they? Like they said, they were, they were touring. They were sort of out of fashion in America, weren't they? Well, exactly. Which shows how quick the time the times move. You know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. ten years you've forgotten about. Tell and they never made any money, did they? Because they got no back end oh, and no money out of them. No repeat fees. No, it's, which is criminal, really. But they're again, I mean, I mean, I didn't. I mean, the fact that Chaplin, Keaton, and, and uh, Lloyd. Or owned the rights to their films, yeah. and you kind of would think, why didn't you know? Considering how intelligent they were, yeah. why didn't they do I think that? He was just so desperate to get I get his stuff on this. Yeah. I think there's no doubt Stan always had a problem with Chaplin, didn't he? Yeah, because they come over together. They came over together. In fact, he was his understudy. Yeah. In fact, Chaplin was Laurel's understudy. And he sort of was always. I think he was always, and that's mentioned in the film a little mm. bit, isn't it? He was yeah. always in a, a little bit of a rivalry with him. Wasn't he's he? always slightly in the shadow of him. Yeah, I, I prefer Laurel. Yeah, I, I think Chaplin's Chaplin. is different. It's a lot. It's a lot darker. Chaplin's is and a lot more political. I think when you look at it now, you actually realise how ahead of his time Chaplin was Bloody for right. his political agendas. Yeah. But I think when you're a kid. All you want is you want to be you want you know you kind of sit there and you look and you don't really quite understand why he's the tramp well, the tramp isn't it when <coughs> yeah. I was a kid I thought what's up? and that, it's only when I did my films and I go oh it's so important because it's about the poor man mm. uh, he was always beating the rich man and it's yeah. like it's, it's like the, it was socialist wasn't it because yeah, he was a yeah. socialist wasn't and it's it? also that thing though is when he, when you know uh, what was the film that he did where he portrayed like a, a kind of Hitler the great dictator the, the great dictator you know, when you watch that now, you actually realise how it's almost like when you watch uh, Orson Welles now, you actually realise how a lot more than what he was doing at the time, where people quickly dismissed stuff like Rosebud and all, you know, all that kind yeah, of yeah. yeah, when you go back and look at it, you understand it a little bit more. Not because you're a bit more intelligent, no, no. but with the fact that I think it's more relevant, it's almost like seeing into the future. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, admittedly, the great dictator is a bit different because, you know, clearly, just, you know, yeah, he was around. He's his lab, Hitler. Yeah, his, uh, he put him on his death list. Oh, yeah. He was going to shoot him because yeah. of that film, <laughs> you know. Anyway, anyway, anyway what yeah. didn't happen? Hitler didn't wasn't. Uh, wasn't yeah, well, thank God. Thanks, I'm happy. Wouldn't be here now. Well, I'm not you, not you. No, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so 
Cockadile Dundee. So let's have a, a chat about this. Um, this was released on the 24th of April 1986 in Australia first, obviously, followed uh, on the 26th of September 1986 in America and the 12th of December 1986 in the UK. It was directed by Peter Fairman, produced by John Connell, and the screenplay was by Ken Shady, John Connell, and of course the hero, the uh, the uh, main guy in this, Paul Hogs Hogan. Now, how old was really doing this film? Because he's not a young man, was he? Okay, so Hogan was born... In 1939, so for when I think he must have been in his 40s. Hey, hold on a minute, really? 1949, 1949, yeah. 1949. Hey, you know. So he was 48. That's crazy. He's older than what we are at the moment. That's crazy. And it's, the weird thing is, he looks younger now. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah, well, Which is very weird. Mm, yeah, I was, I was showing Steve at work a picture of Hoag's now. And it's I also, I also showed him another picture. I said, can you guess who this is? And he had no idea who this person was. And I said, he was a, he's an actor in your, when you were a kid. And you used to really like it, and you say, "Go, I don't know who you are." Lee Majors. Was he? Oh no, he does look really nice. Oh god! Yeah, because he's in Lee Majors was in um, was in uh, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead series. He looks odd. He really does look odd. So Paul Hogan looks odd. Just leave it. Well, Hogan's actually. I mean, Hogan's. Yeah, he's had his skin's been pretty smoothed over. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, Hogan is now what seventy one something yeah. like that. Now, he was forty eight. He was forty eight. seventy nine now. So he's he's eighty years old at, the, at this point now. Hogan was well known for the Paul Hogan show, which is how I knew Paul Hogan. He was on late night on Channel Four. Was on Channel Four. Now it's, everybody knows I'm a massive, you know, yeah, Aussie yeah. file, um, and I would lap up anything. And apart from the 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 Thirteenth um, Man, Billy uh, Billy Birmingham, the Paul Hogan show was something that was really important to me. But I also really loved the TV series Anzacs. Um, yeah, which we, he was the main star. And, and Joe, the Joe, Jason Donovan in that as well. No, that was, uh, that was later on. That was uh, the he was in thing. something like that, weren't he? Uh, I can't remember. What it's oh, called, was it uh, the Vietnam one? It was to do with Gallipoli. Gallipoli, Gallipoli. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, 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 oh, you've got me. See if I had my phone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and it, but then he was also the main person who did the Aussie tourist adverts yeah. for like Comedy Australia. We're going to play one of those now. America, you look like you need a holiday, a fair income holiday. In the land of wonder, the land down under. Now, there's a few things I've got to warn you about. Firstly, you're going to get wet. Because the place is surrounded by water. Oh, and you're going to have to learn to say g'day. Because every day's a good day in Australia. G'day, Paul. G'day, love. Of course, you'll have to get used to some of the local customs, like getting a suntan at a restaurant, playing football without a helmet, and calling everyone mate. Thanks, mate. She's right, mate. Apart from that, no worries. You'll have the time of your life in Australia. Because we talk the same language. Although you lot do have a funny accent. Oh, before you rush out to book your Aussie holiday, get the Aussie holiday book from your airline or travel agent. Come on, come and say g'day. I'll slip an extra shrimp on the barbie for you. America's discovered the wonders down under. Have you? And at the end of the show, for those people who do stay there, I'm going to play some classic Australian adverts. Oh, just right. because I'm in the mood. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, poor Hogs, Hogan. So let's talk about him for a, a little bit. So, uh, he was born 8th of October 1939, obviously in New South Wales, Australia. Uh, he was, first started uh, his career in 1971. His net worth at the moment is $28 million. That was 2015. He'd been married a couple of times. Twice the same woman, actually, oh, Noreen right. Edwards, and then, of course, to Linda Kozlowski, who's yeah. in this film. Um, 
He's got $28 million. Now, he's been hit with a little bit of a controversy over the years, mainly with the Australian tax federation, oh. <laughs> who have accused him of evading tax. Oh. Apparently, he's won the, the, the lawsuit several times. Oh. They keep going back at him. So he's up to I protest too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, what, what are your, is your first memory of Paul Hogan also from the same thing, the adverts and the, the Paul Hogan? Well, uh, I think, like, I think it was for me, my, like, my granddad was Australian. Mm. Well, he weren't my granddad. He was my step-granddad. Oh, right, okay. But I didn't know that yeah. when I was a little kid. I just assumed he was my granddad. It's only when I got a bit older. Oh, he said, no, he's your, your nan remarried. Which I thought was really weird. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because well, my he, granddad died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never... Was that for the war or something? Or Well, they said he had what it was. No, but the thing is, he was a car miner during the war. Ah, And sorry. he got black lung, whatever they call oh, it. Gosh, but I don't remember him. No. I... It was very younger than I remember my granddad. Yeah. So he was just my granddad to me. Oh, I suppose he would be. He was my granddad, but he wasn't, you know, biologically. But it, And so I was a bit obsessed with Australia when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember, like, it was that advert and my granddad laughing mm. and saying, oh, yeah, that's just like the Aussie man. Because I, because he sort of, he sort of swore in it, even though yeah. he weren't swearing. And he said, oh, yeah, Aussies all swear. Well, he's called, he's, that's called an ocker. Yeah, right. I remember him telling me about that. I was thinking, oh, all right. So I sort of got obsessed with it. And then when I was about 15, I remember you weren't meant to, but when you're about 15, you start stopping up late and watching. Because yeah, when yeah, we yeah. were young, there was great TV on late, like the James Wales show, and oh, weren't there? There yeah. was great stuff on really late, yeah. weren't there? Before, so it was, you know, the incredibly so strange film better. show with Yeah, there was Mars. brilliant stuff. And I remember, but bloody hell. And it was really rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really rude. It was really rude. And really late, because I was watching some of the black hole, you ain't that really late. No. A bit sorry. It's the reason why we're not playing a kid. I just remember his mate in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His fat mate in it, weren't he? Yeah, and the door was Sheila. I think that was where I knew about Paul Logan. And then. You know, when then my granddad saying, "Oh, there's a uh, there's a film." I think you know, yeah, they on pirate, but, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah, it is. And we watched it, and I went and watched it, and I remember us cracking up. Obviously, you watch it now; it's not as laughing all the way through. But I remember watching that when I was fifteen, and it bloody blew me. So I thought, "Oh God!" Now I saw I saw Crocodile Dundee two at the cinema. Um, before I saw Crocodile Dundee, Same unless true. I saw it on two, yeah, or, <laughs> or I might have watched it round at yours. I think actually, you might I might pirate because yeah. me being a someone who's a generally obsessed with everything to Australia. Um, he was like the epitome of what I class as, as an, Aussie, Aussie, an Aussie. Even though a lot of people in Australia didn't really like it, did they? No, of course not, because he doesn't. But you know, it's thinking it also neighbours. We neighbours died, and you had like um, Guy Pearce in neighbours who had like a cut off denim jacket, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. and, and all, they all had mullets. It yeah, kind of yeah. does ballast, really. Yeah, not yeah. so much now, but yeah, yeah. back then it did. What about you? What, what, what about your first uh, thing with Paul Hogan? Was it Paul Hogan show? It was a Paul Hogan show and uh, Anzacs, because Anzacs was shown late on ITV. And one I really enjoy, I'm obsessed with the theme music. The theme music is just stunningly good for, mm. for Anzacs, it's really nice. And so I got obsessed with that then and all the show. But you have to remember that I was saying this to, to um, a guy I worked today that. I was this close to being born in Australia. I know, you talked about this yeah. quite a lot, didn't you? Mum and Dad had, the, you know, literally I was meant to be born in Australia. So it's never left me that hasn't. And it's, I've always had this kind of thing of really, you know... Sure, and then pump, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, I was in my mum and dad had a house, they had a job, they had a car, they had everything laid out for them. And I think it was Melbourne. Mm. Um, and they, the last minute they didn't go. So me and Stu should have been Aussies, really. Mm. And since then, and because it's all the grass is always greener. Of course. So you always kind of think, oh, man, I should have been born in, in yep. Australia. But then the chances are I probably would have come over here to work. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But yeah, it was a Paul Hogan show. I was obsessed by the adverts, and especially the advert that's going to be played at the end of it. You know, the one with the, I think we already done sharing. Like. Yeah. Um, and because I was a massive fan of Billy Birmingham, and that's one of the wide world of sports. 
So really, Hogan was, you know, and I saw, I remember seeing him on chat shows as well. I'm sure he was on something with uh, Damien Neveridge as well. Yeah, I suppose that must have been the first way we were in here, that like Les Patterson and You that. and Les Patterson, yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the guy who does that now. Um, what's his name? Yeah, well, uh, well uh, he'll, he'll come to me. Let's not linger too long. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, also co- uh, co-starring in this uh, film, look how many, I'm glad I printed this out. We do yeah. have a script today, um, was Linda Kalzowski, I'm hoping I'm saying that wrong, as Sue Charles, and she was born 7th of uh, January 1958. So she's 61. So Hogan was round about, he's 18 years older than yeah. her. Uh, and she was born up in uh, Connecticut and she was acting since 1981 to 2001. She's um, retired from acting in 2001 because um, she was really pretty annoyed with um, the roles on offer for women of uh, her age. Mm, uh, which is probably about right I don't blame her and she, anyway she did end up marrying Paul Hogan in 1990 they did meet of course on this film fell in love and divorced four years ago yeah, which weird that because like I said I'm saying here about this I, I remember when I used to watch this when I always think she looks really really old and it wasn't anything she's not really young and hot really hot in yeah she's really yeah, hot yeah. but I think you know the show, I think that's one of them things that I think she had a look then for an older male, and that's why we're in that we're in the Paul Hogan world now you look at you think bloody hell she's yeah, really was, really hot she was 28 in this I know, uh, 20, she uh, looks hard on 28 though, doesn't she? She does a bit. Because right. I think people look more grown up then, didn't they? I think so, but also the fact that she looks like a proper woman. Oh, well, I, we, we, I was watching that with me, and then we were saying, like, it's really weird now, isn't it? Where, like, that women now, older women, want to look, like, young. Mm. Where, you, when we were younger, younger women wanted to look older, look grown up, yeah, sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. But now, also, they want to look like teenagers. I think the fact that she's wearing a, a very womany uh, bikini. And so you get the uh, the, the, so the wonderful backside. Don't worry, lads. We're going to be talking about that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Go. Everyone's thinking. Get onto that bloody scene. <laughs> but I think as well. I mean, you know that my one of my uh, childhood crushes, and I, I still think she's stunningly gorgeous now, is Helen Slater, Supergirl. Uh, and when Supergirl came out, I, I must have been what, you know, thirteen, so, something like that. Um, and she plays uh, Supergirl's mom in the new Supergirl. Oh, does she? I think, I can't remember. But she's at the uh, the next Collector Mania. You're going to go in there? Well, I've applied for press passes for her. <laughs> you first. Um, <laughs> and uh, I would like to, jolly well, like to meet her. I mean, she's doing, her website now is all like, kind of like to do with poetry and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, and stuff, but uh, yeah, she's cracking. Where was I going with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the reason why I bring that up is because if you remember one of the films that she's in, which I... I I was mimicking Michael J. Fox the other night. If you know the film, you know. Secret of My Success. Yeah. Now, she's playing a woman who's quite high-powered, yet she's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet, she's like, you know, you, you look at her and think, yeah, she's quite young, but she's obviously quite old because she's doing this high-powered job. As you write, now, it's, it seems to be the opposite. It's kind of, it's, it's, I think, that, you know, there's, there's things in this film, right, we'll talk about later on, won't we? The, the politics of this film are <laughs> truly diabolical. Yeah. But, and it just shows you, and that was supposed to be in the right eyes. Yeah, you remember going, oh, the PC 80s, but you watch that, you think, there's things in that you would not do. Well, yeah, you see, you're going to have to, because I watched this about three weeks ago. Yeah. I watched it over Christmas, so yeah. you've only watched it the other day. Yeah, I watched it yeah, Sunday, yeah. Excuse me a minute. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> so that's your hazelnut. Anyway, John Milan as Walter Riley. Walter Riley? That's the same guy who's in uh, MASH, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, born 1st of May 1934 in Mosman, New South Wales. Sadly passed away 10th of August 1989, so a few years oh, after right. this film. Only, only aged uh, 55, and he died of 
um, cirrhosis of the liver. He'd been acting since 59. Um, he, it's funny because you look at a picture of him when he was younger and he, he does look recognisable from the old classic 80s and 70s Aussie films, which if you're into Aussie films like we are, well, I am definitely. Yeah, yeah I was when I was younger. Then, 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 stuff, oh, God, I was playing Station stuff. I still never mind. In fact, that's... No, do you no. know who loves you know who loves uh, us by stations? Well, well, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, does he really? Right. If you want something to look at, put Quentin Tarantino on Aussie films. There's about a ten minute. It's when he was doing um, uh, Finger Eight, uh, Hateful Eight in Hateful Australia, Eight. Yeah. and the woman says to him, "Do you like Australian films?" And he goes off for ten minutes oh, really? about Aussie films, what he loves, and it's brilliant. It's only ten minutes, but ten minutes oh. are brilliant. I forgot. He doesn't see that. That's my now that I've I've kind of tried to withdraw from. Um, mm. Peaking too early. Uh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. Um, collecting old British comedies like the, the 70s ones that yeah, I've done. You're just never going to win. No, and there's awful. Actually, I've kind of nearly got all the ones that have to do with uh, Thomas and Rogers, you know, the mm. carry on people. So, but I'm going to go back to collecting Australian comedy again as well. I mean, I've already got the one that's uh, the cricket one as well. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, David Gulpali, um, Gulpili. Born first, this is the Aboriginal guy, in case you haven't guessed. First uh, of July 1953, uh, born in the Armand Land in the Northern Territory of Australia. He's been acting since 1971. Um, he's, he's actually a, in real life a tracker because he's a proper Aboriginal. Oh, is although he was brought up in, uh, in, in kind of like not really Aboriginal kind of uh, yeah. thing. Um, what other films, famous uh, film in Ausland, was he a lead actor in? Oh, God. It's another one of our childhood ones. <laughs> reasons. <laughs> well, it's, 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 <laughs> uh, was it uh, Walkabout? It was. Now, I don't mean yeah. to be disparaging upon the wonderful Jenny Agatha. Yeah, that's a really get, deep film when you know about <laughs> But she did get a tits out of that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry for that She was like Alan Partridge, but that one You see her and you think, yeah, Lance. Because she get, she does... Even in the Railway Children's Show. It was like when we were like, uh, bloody, uh, thinking, when he, um, where was the other one who was on that Castaway, that one? What's it, that film? Amanda you know? Donahue. Amanda Donahue. She, <laughs> she was always getting a Could have watched Amanda Donahue film. Yeah. <laughs> because she got him out in there the right way. She got him out during Castaway. Well, in Castaway, you don't know all the but you're going to be Shelley for Ritz. So it's well as sort of balances it out, doesn't it? It does really. <laughs> I think she had the worst worst deal out of that one. But, I mean, Jennifer Agatha, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. In fact, she's in called the midwife now. It's one of the main... I'm not saying that she's... she's again. <laughs> she plays a nun. So there's no... There's no boobs. <laughs> there's, no, there's no boobs on show no, 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 in no. called the midwife. Uh, anyway, yes, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he's also in the uh, Australian film Australia uh, with uh, Hugh Jackson. I've never seen that. Yeah, it's not very good. No, it's no. Not very good. It's not what you want out of an Australian film. It's a lot of desert. <laughs> we know there's a lot of desert. Yeah. In yeah. Um, he's had a few uh, run-ins every now and again, uh, mainly to do with uh, a little bit of violence and a little bit of drink. Oh, right. Well, I don't want to be too stereotypical there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that, my yeah. granddad was drunk and he used to be a manano. So, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you oh, go. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> We didn't find out until they passed away. Oh, did he? Kept right. it quiet. Oh. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, now, the other people in this film are Mark Blum as Richard Mason, Michael Lombard as Sam Charlton, Reginald Vell Johnson as Gus, Tevi Gill as Duffy, and Steve Rackman as Donk. Now, I thought you might like to know a little bit about I like Donk. Donk in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Rackman is an English born Australian actor and professional wrestler. Uh, best known for the role as Donk in the film Crocodile Dundee. In his professional wrestling career, he wrestled under the ring name Steve the Crusher Rackman. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. there you go. And Jerry Skilton as Nugget. Yeah. There you go. So it's the most stereotypical Aussie bar in the world, isn't it? Isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, surely people dress up. 
Yeah. Well, they probably do. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, now, um, what have I got here? Uh, okay, I'm just going to read this little bit out, uh, and then we're going to talk about the film. But we're not, we're, we're, as you know, uh, dear listeners, we do change our format slightly in Waffle Arm because otherwise we'd fall asleep and we'd be bored. Yeah. Um, we know we're going to go through the film yeah. as if, you know, to tell you what happens in it because uh, yeah, if you want to see it, go and see it. But what we are going to do is talk about significant scenes. Yeah, and probably Kel's going to take over that one because I say I can't remember too much of it. Um, so there are actually two versions of this film: the Australian version and an international version. What, what? Yeah, well, uh, the Australian version had much more of the Australian slang in it. In the in the international version, took that out and replaced it. Do you know uh, weirdly? I watched this on Prime, right? And I said to him, that didn't seem right." That film. I remember saying to him, something not right about this film. Strange little cuts in it. Ah. Right, you know the bit where he knocks him out in the restaurant? I love that yeah. bit. Whoosh. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, you hardly see it. Now you've got Prime, you have a look and you oh, speed okay. for it. It's, but some of us have said to him, I'm sure I remember it being more Australian than that. Yeah, now I own the DVDs. So maybe so. that's why that is and that's the American because I thought it's not that Aussie. Yeah, because really. he, said, he says stuff like bigger in it. Yeah. Uh, Stroof. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so a lot of that is, uh, is trimmed out and it is slightly shorter. Um, as the first film Crocodile Dundum films it, there was two others I've watched the second one which is near enough exactly the same it's the same it's uh, story like. I, I, I no, haven't yet third. watched I think no. I have seen the third one I can't bring myself surely the joke is worn dear. was he in Los Angeles this time yeah because it's not that different it's not that different is it and there's like some things in this isn't that right as if no one's ever seen an Australian it's 1986 yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like 1906 well, exactly it? some people really. do know it's like I said, the, the premise of this film, what is it? Well, what is she doing? Right, what's she there for? To write a story. Yeah, right, say right. write it and that's it. It's yeah. never, that's it. It's never mentioned again. No. He comes over. What's he doing there for money? Well, yeah, that's a point. <laughs> what's he doing? I mean, I was, he doing? I was thinking about this the other day, about cowboys. Right. Mm. Now, when you watch a cowboy film, Okay, you always get a few cowboys hanging outside the bar yeah, on yeah, one yeah. of those like rocking chairs and mm. shit like that, chewing a bit of straw or something. Mm. Stay it up, uh, maybe a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But where do they get the money off? Money for? Because there's no, money. there's no social security. No, no, no. Right? no, no. So no. Where, where, where do they get that? Good point. I think the reality of the West is everyone was poor and starving. That's why they were killing each other for food. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. Maybe there's <laughs> something in there. Um, now the idea came to Paul Hogan about making this film. Now this differs a little bit from the trivial about it. Is that when he was in New York, he did feel like a bit out of water when he first went to New York uh, he did actually say good day to everybody that he went past and New York being exactly like London miserable fucking miserable fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now the first scenes uh, were filmed in a small town of McKinley in Queensland uh, where the hotel used has original warped and polished hardwood floors and there was also no crocodiles in the area as it's in the outback uh, and there's no yeah. major water source six weeks of filming was spent working out at the Jada an abandoned uranium mining camp in Kakadu National Park in the Northern Territory with an additional week in Klonkui. There were further six weeks filmed in New York and that finished on the 11th of October 1985. So, little bit of facts there before we go to major facts. Kel, let's talk about the film. So the whole opening thing about this film is Walter. I really like Walter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a bullshitter, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Basically. Now, what I want to know is, did your granddad dress like Walter? (laughs) Uh, with that kind of no, almost like no, I tell jacket. you what he did know is my granddad lived in cut off denim shorts yeah right he just at all times of the year even in the middle of the winter he'd have them on and he did wear a straw hat a lot <laughs> but I don't think he wore like a string vest or a cut off no, he no, just no. normal thing but uh, 
but like I said, you know, it's really weird that when something's so long ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you know how your brain makes stuff up. Is mm. it reality that I remember, or is it, have I put stuff on? Yeah, you. Because it's thirty it. years ago. Right. So I was thinking, I can't, you know, if I picture him, I can't remember him. No. But I, I sort of remember him. Have you mum got any old photos or anything like that that you can? Yeah, she has, but she she, she got this sort of short of that a lot of crap with him towards him with her with her family oh, right, with yeah, his family well, because, he, because we found out he'd run away from his family in <laughs> Australia <laughs> okay there you go and they turned up at the funeral oh did they yeah he, well, oh, he didn't yeah. have a wife no. but he'd said he was like well, he'd have plenty of kids he'd bloody kids <laughs> and no one knew so that, he was a scoundrel he was a scoundrel but you'd never know meeting him but I think he was one of these people he just made a burnt a lot of bridges and then yeah because then, the thing is he was Australian but he was born here Oh, I don't he, know. He, he went. He went to there when he was ten mm. with his parents to stay there and all this. I've then come back. As we, he, he told us to like reconnect with his network and he's about to do a runner. So he, he had loads of money. He burnt his bridges as he was leaving. Yeah, yeah and then I come back know. in. And then, so no one knew all this stuff. What a and my mum never told me all this stuff. She only told me that about twelve years ago. That oh, you know, truth about your Aussie, he wasn't such a nice bloke because in my head. He was Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a bloody old bullshit. But he was in the war and he was in Anzac and all mm. this. He probably wasn't. No, but no. He might, I, don't, I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah, you don't want to tarnish that. I don't want to ruin it really, really, really because it's it? like my Aussie oh, granddad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, look, I, it, I really quite like that bar as well. Although it looks like it probably doesn't serve cold beer. No, it's no, gonna no. Be It looks like the bars we used to drink, though, in the back of... <laughs> Does actually... Yeah. I didn't think that, actually. We drank in some shit I was like that. But I like the fact that... It starts off with the, um, the the woman in this. What's her, what's her name in this? Susan uh, Sue Charlton. Yeah, yeah. I like the way that you see her in, in Sydney, overlooking yeah. the Sydney Harbour. Do you know what? Interestingly, Paul Hogan uh, painted that half painter. He did. He was one of the painters. Yeah, which is really mad, yeah, isn't it? Because if you've done that thing on them, you can do on Prime, that he's got the facts on it. Have you done that? I know, I've not done that, no. There's a thing on it, you can have trivia, and it pops up, or trivia. So it's a bit like a pop-up video we used to host, I love that. It's really good, and there's loads through this. Interesting. I can't remember now, honestly, but there you go. Interesting fact for you, that as soon as they painted the end of the bridge, they have to start again. Oh, yeah, it's a bit like the Firth of Forth, isn't it? It's like that, isn't it? Firth of Forth, yeah. And also, in uh, Surface Paradise, the benches there are exactly the same, they have to paint them every day. Well, every week. Oh, so as soon right. as I've done them, because it's so blistering hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack facts. Do you know as well that they have uh, lovely lady park attendance in uh, in Surface Park? Definitely, there's definitely a theme from your whole podcast, though, far as well. A lady talk. Well, uh, well. I, I didn't have a car when I was in Service Paradise. I pretended I had a car. Because what they do is they walk around and they put uh, oh, a fence in the... Uh, you've probably seen I it on uh, Anthony Bourdain. Oh, no, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm Billy yeah. Conley when he used to yeah, be Conley, yeah. How nice is that of them to, to do that for you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, starting to get a little bit too... Um, <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, yeah, but it's the fact that we, she... You know, reads this. Obviously, it's a, you know, Walter's done this kind of thing to try and get people. It's he's like a tourist guy, isn't he? In essence. And but the thing about this again, though, right, how would that really impress Americans when they've got amazing crocodiles and all that? Yeah, there? but they don't have anybody who who kind of fights a crocodile, do they? Sure, and they do. Why they doing down south? When I was in, like, uh, they had a bloke who used to um, in New Orleans when we went on the. Um, the crocodile thing. Now the bloke used to swim with them. Wasn't that Mister? I, I think he was a junker. I don't think. I don't think it was like an act. I think he used to swim with them. He was just a, just screwed up. Look at that little game over there. Listen, Mister Mephi. Wasn't that like uh, Mister Katanga though, uh, who was the um, 
this is very, very, uh, this is very waffle on <laughs> podcast today, isn't it? You know, as soon as I said that, I started thinking of Lenny Irwin. Yeah, yeah, don't, um, don't, 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 and he was the guy who did the stud in for Roger Moore when he jumped over. No. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was Roger Moore doing it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, um, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, I suppose, oh, but the whole thing is... That, that is a really crap bit. <laughs> it was a giveaway, that was a shit Have bit. you seen the outtakes of that? Because he, he, he actually got beat, that guy did. <laughs> in one of them, uh, the clock gets him, and uh, uh, the irony, of course, is that he's actually wearing snakeskin shoes oh, like right. that. So he's I mean, Roger Moore was sitting there, watching everything. <laughs> sitting there, as I was having a vodka martini. Yeah, so I suppose to me, but I think the whole thing is the fact that you've got this guy who, because according to the story, though, he's lost half of his leg, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then he, then he survived in the bush for like a week or yeah, something yeah. like that and then got back. And then you find out that, yeah, he did get bit, but he's just got a scar. And like, he's a poacher. And he's a poacher. Yeah, kind That's of. That's the thing, he's isn't he? He's a poacher, isn't he? Yeah. But he's not a can you call it a bad poacher <laughs> anyway she she does agree to go as you say that is a bit sort of like, I mean the editor who does turn out then to be her is he a fiance yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a cock isn't he yeah it's, it's just a really way of getting into America isn't it it's yeah, like yeah. I said it, like I said the storyline is so paper thin in this mm. film it's sometimes really that works though, doesn't it? It, it, it? As he gets there, then it's never mentioned again that she's writing a story. It's no. never mentioned. You know you know her fiancé, you know who reminded me of? Because he's, he's a douche, isn't he, in this one? Is that 80s douche? Is yeah. that 80s douche? You know who other 80s douche you reminded me right. of? Uh, the one from, uh, oh, what's his name? Not Louis. He's called like, Louis? The one in uh, Die Hard. You know, the one who's doing the coke. Oh, I like him in that. He's with yeah. you. He's about to do 80s douche. Hans! Yeah, yeah. Booby! Yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. So there must be, that must be tick off this, okay, we need a douchebag who does coke, who's, who's smarmy. Like, he, he, that guy goes up to one of the women, doesn't he, at the party? He goes, is this your sister? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. sound out. And you think, oh, fuck off. Um, so anyway, she goes off on the bush, and he's a bit patronising to her, isn't he, really? But he's clearly... Looking up, I mean, he's got the eyes for her, isn't he? Yeah, not, yeah. Not blaming him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Now, when does the clock, when does the beat wear? Oh, she buggers. Say straight away, move on, skip to the end. Skip. Skip to the end. Skip. Fast forward to the kitchen. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to be doing it. Have you noticed that modern day Blu-ray players don't have Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, though, because when you talk about these last year, and it was on the, everyone talked about that, didn't they? You can mention that bit. Of course, I, I do believe it was Dan Vieira. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so amazing, yeah. But um, well, she likes. She's like basically she's like I'm a New York girl. I don't I can handle it because he's doing the anti-sexism, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think there, there, there was a lot of that. Emma said that when you know, my wife lived in there for two years, yeah, yeah. and she said there was a lot of sexism there. Oh god, I think there still is. Yeah, I think there still is really. So she goes off because I can I can handle it, and he gives her the gun, doesn't he? Does he give the gun? He does give the gun. Yeah, yeah. And she buggers off. The next thing you know, she's fit. I mean, really? Which also, also, is, is that the most creative scene? Like, oh, I know. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm here. Oh, no. I'm I'm gonna gonna go for a Oh yeah, well no, she doesn't. She goes, oh, I'm a bit hot. And you think, here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Here you go. She yeah. texts, texts up. And she goes, oh, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher. Link now for a start, right? Why is now, she? Why is she like that? Well, it? well, it's hot. It's hot, isn't it? Yeah, you'd have you'd, you'd have you cut off denim shirts. She's got like a, a skimpy bikini, which is not hiding, hiding much buttocks. I was going to say. Uh, not yeah. hiding much of the buttocks. But the thing is now, I was, I was taught, right, by book, by John Lofty Wiseman, SAS hero. Really? Right, you don't, you can't drink out of lakes. No, no, no. Right, you're going to get the shit. Yeah, you yeah. don't want that in the bush, trust me. Like, mm-hmm. So she should have a fire going on. Simple survival yeah, tactics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cal. Yeah. Anyway, and we're not noticing that. Yeah, yeah. What she's doing, she's bending down there, get it. And then... And where's Paul Hogan? Where's Paul Hogan? <laughs> He's having <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's in the bushes grabbing his rattlesnake because he gets hit by the blast doesn't he yeah 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 comedy moment yeah, yeah. and she's bending over perfect I wonder how many takes they did on that one I yeah, yeah, bet there's bet. Bet a few and the crocodile bad special effect oh god he's really terrible isn't he <laughs> dearly me it's obviously someone like that isn't it what is that <laughs> he comes along grabs that and then and then suddenly out of the blue comes old uh, Hoags yeah, uh, yeah. does the old jumps on top has a bit of a wrestle and yeah, stabs the old knife through, yeah, the, yeah. through the head poor old bloody crocodile that's what I want to say what did they eat he's it he's just doing his own mind mm. his own business well why didn't they eat it it's did they eat it I don't think they do do they no no but that crocodile turns up later on doesn't it so he must have stood the crocodile yeah, yeah. Skinned it and did that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, they go off. They go a bit of walkie walkie, and then you get the Aboriginal guy comes up. There. Then why does the Aboriginal guy turn up? He's going. He's on the oh, he's done off. Uh, done off walk right. He's got to go to the elders, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, because this is the very old stereotype bits now, isn't it? Well, the thing is, it is stereotype. It is a stereotype because they do have those meetings. Yeah, they? yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of meant to meet up. A bit like Spock and he's yeah, like, but why is he? Why is he? <laughs> yeah, he's pumped far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot be doing St. James to Star Trek to a, to a Vulcan. Ooh. I don't think that was ever going on with the Vulcan. Well, I think it was when you was watching Enterprise. Yeah, every, yeah, time, yeah. every time, what's her name came? Oh, like, yeah, not putting out of us. She was like, yeah, she's my top. Let's not do it. Now, this typical of this podcast is going in, it's definitely going away. All right, now hold on a minute. What was her name in that? Uh, that's not. To pay, to pay, to pay. No, that was what the thing. Was. Anyway, regardless. Anyway, anyway right. um, did you fancy her in? Julian, black. Uh, real name is Julian. Julian uh, Bullock. Bullock. Black. Black. <laughs> Julian Blackhawk in it. Blackhawk. Something like that. Something yeah. Like, yeah. So was was she like? She's my top. Core, uh, core blimey, governor. She's my top. In uh, makeup or without makeup? Mm. Mm. I've, I've never really seen her in... So he is as a Vulcan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So She's I'm, my top, uh, you know, because I've been on websites. <laughs> have you there? I've been sure you want to carry on? Is he like, I've, I've been looking. Um, Did right, they have the Pornhub theme tune at the beginning? Uh, and, and the scene, I think, yeah, you know, she's my top Star Trek babe. And right. I put this out for women. Who's the top hunk? It's got to be Shatner. Or, or, babe. Which oh. your poison at the end of the day? Yeah. I d- Ooh, no. Hold seven on. nine. You're a big seven and nine. No, fan, no, no, no. Yeah. I wasn't. That's the thing. I wasn't. I like Belana Torres. Oh, In make in as a as a half thing. Not not when she hasn't got it. Kez, I suppose. Kez, I'm thinking out of DS Nine. The one about the other person there. Ooh, she's nice, weren't she? Nicole Deboer. Yeah. God, we we she we saw her at um. Yeah, did. Did we? Uh, who's your one? Jerry Farrell. Jerry Farrell was the other one. She was really nice. Carl Brennan used to really like her. Oh, you missed Brennan yesterday. He was in the factory. Oh. Um, yeah. Honky Wiser, do you think, though, the new Pike might steal the steal mm-hmm. the Shatner away? Because I think he might, you know. Yeah. Because he's a bit... I, I, he's got a bit of girth on him as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Kev used to really like Tom Paris. He did like Tom Paris. Anyway, and let's hated Harry King. Anyway, let's uh, let's. <laughs> Everyone hated Harry King. Let's move on. He was a prick. And they all hated him. Didn't fucking that. Neelix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where was it? Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, so we were talking about hot. Uh, anyway, anyway, it's, a, it's for blokes. Uh, it's and, a great scene. And if you like ladies, there it's a cracking scene. Anyway, yeah. we get the Aboriginal scene now. But I always remember that the way she sneaks off and he you know, and he's sitting there and he's got his crap makeup on yeah. and it's the way that he looks at. It's all that's quite disturbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, "How did you know?" He's like, you're a woman. Yeah. Sex is a... Now, can you tell me what happens after that? Uh, <laughs> now they're just back in, in New York. But, but yeah, so then they decide, why don't you come back, doesn't it? And he thinks, 
because obviously he's four. And he's never been anywhere. He's got no passport, but he can jump on a plane and fly back there. No visa. No visa. How did he get that knife through customs? Good point. Mm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you mean to think too much into in it. The, I, uh, in the eighties, could you could could you was it legal for you to, to no? If, I suppose if you travelled in state in America, could you carry weapons on planes and that or not? Well, they used to have to drive up. Uh, uh, checking, didn't they? Were you driving your car into it? Uh, yeah, yeah, like, like an Italian job. Yeah. But surely you wouldn't be allowed to come from Australia no. with a big fuck off knife. No, no, surely not. No. Anyway, he gets away with that. Yeah. Because of Australia. Now, I do like the New York thing. I do like the fact that he's, he's trying to work out where to go. Uh, he has that uh, uh, policeman. Yeah, he gives him a, on the finger. Uh, the way he gets in some, some cheeky fights. Yeah, it's got the B day scene. I love the B day scene. Oh, yeah, it's for, wife, it's for wife. Now, does he say arsehole, bum? Yeah. Now, I think that's to be that's cut. I'm sure there's yeah. a way he goes, it's for wiping your ass. Yeah, yeah. Well, the bit of that is wiping your bum. And you see, that don't work. No, it? no, it doesn't. No. And it's not for wiping your bum anyway, B day. It's for washing the woman after sex. That's what it's for. I don't think it is nowadays, though. That's what it was invented for. Yeah, but now it's for no. washing your ass. It's washing your ass. It was invented for women after sex. Do you think where everything goes? <laughs> it's true. We remember in Paris, we talked to the major today, and he said, what's the beard for? I've never said it. It's for where it used to be for women having sex. Really? So you wash yourself after sex. Yeah. yeah. Well, for like, we know ladies of the night, mm. Have you ever used a beard? I don't like a wet ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> I don't know, it's you not weird. You just yourself off afterwards. Yeah, but I just don't want it wet. I remember thinking it was a water fountain. It's wet fountain. coming out, I don't want it wet going in. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit weird. Oh, gee, mate. I thought it was a water fountain when I was younger. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, <laughs> and then I remember we used it, I mean, did we have a B-Day when we was on Holly once and we used it for washing our shoes? Yeah, it was, that's what it is. Because that, yeah, because it's up, Joe, but he does that when he puts his foot in there, doesn't he? Yeah, he's trying to work out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh dear me we haven't even got a love came out this yeah, um, yeah so obviously he falls in love and, and he has to go out for dinner with that, that douchebag bloke and he ends up punching yeah. him out she gets all arsey about it also let's talk about the uh, bit the, the, I'll let yeah. you talk about that now there's certain <laughs> scenes right where are just very hard right where um, he wants to go for a proper drink so he goes with his taxi mate and it's like this a bar and who I should point out is pissed as a bar and, and he's driving to get his taxi yeah yeah great right then he's driving out and then he's, in, he's having like, loads of drinks with him and then there's um, a transvestite I think it's not a transvestite it's a transvestite isn't it because uh, he's got a story yeah I think it's before like uh, a tackle and yeah, yeah. I, don't so, think, I don't think I don't think the old chopping them off was really yeah. widely available at that point right <laughs> so he's chatting her up and she's like he wants to he wants to go back to her place doesn't he and he says oh she's a He's a black, and then he grabs her in the crotch. It's not a shooter. <laughs> it's like he would not get away it's with a, that. It's anymore. a flaming bloke. Yeah, <laughs> and then he goes outside, and then he's talking to two prostitutes yeah, and beats up a pimp. Who's the oddest looking pimp? They're not looking like that in 1986. Well, I suppose really. I mean, I don't suppose they could have had a, a huggy bear kind of bloke, which, which was what you'd expect. Yeah. So yeah. he's kind of Latino. He should. Yeah, Latino. Like, he's Latino. With two white, white women who look way too old to be doing that kind of shit. But well, maybe they were over that age. Don't it's also like that, that taxi driver, though. How stereotypical is he? He's got one of those yellow caps up like Yeah, yeah he's like that. And he's like, I'm a Italian, I can drink. Italian New Yorker. Yeah. But then later on, he's at a party scene. And to be fair, the woman that he does get talking to, the old woman, she does look a bit like a Do you think that was a bloke? I don't know. It could have been. No, maybe it was a joke. I don't want to say he. No, no. That'd be really wrong. Yeah. She'd be dead now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he grabs her. And she quite likes it. Yeah, he was like, yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's a scene as well where the blo- I really like the bit where he goes in and the blokes from the cocaine. <laughs> and it's just like as if he's never heard of cocaine it's 1986 and he, put, he puts it in the water doesn't he like he's yeah. got the orbisoil <laughs> it's like are you that fucking stupid he's like yeah but it's the fact the bloke carries on and also the woman comes in and she like looks and goes oh you know that's what yeah, they yeah. do and oh, he's probably just blown his years wages and you're thinking Jesus Christ but also when, when was the bit where he throws a tin of tomatoes Oh, that that's him? where she gets... Because um, the, the, the old lady gets mugged, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and he, I don't know why he's good at throwing a can of... <laughs> also, when he's in Australia, and you know he does that classic thing where there's a... In, when they're in Australia, he's driving along in the bush, and there's this kind of water buffalo comes out, and he gets out and he does the... You know that animal was drugged up? Was it? Because that was in the... That advert last year, when everyone... Which was a brilliant advert that yeah. got everyone thinking it was going to be a remake. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. does that bit in it, doesn't yeah. he? That was, yeah, absolutely off his tits. <laughs> that is, yeah. So, so you wouldn't get away with that anymore, would <laughs> you? <laughs> nah, nah. Well, you would have had Steve Irving, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he does all that. Anyway, he gets to throw a tin of tomatoes. I don't know why he's good at throwing a tin of tomatoes. Well, because they, he throws things at snakes and doesn't he do that anyway? He goes, nah. And also when he just cracks that snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like good for eating. And you got the classic, this is a knife. That's oh, not a knife. This That's a knife. knife. It's like, right, it's New York, you know. Yeah. It's like, you did have a problem. You would shit it, though, if he pulled out a Bowie knife like that. Though, yeah, yeah. Most of would have had a gun, though, wouldn't they? Well, nowadays they would, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's all, well, in England, you get stabby-stabbed. Yeah, yeah. That's like in The Simpsons. That's not a knife. It's a spoon. Yeah. It's got a massive spoon, <laughs> in there. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. All right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've plied knifey spoony before. <laughs> what is it about spoons? Do you remember yeah. I said that thing to Michael Payne about spoons? Well, I got some to Michael Payne about spoons. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, when I saw him, uh, this was years ago, and uh, I went to go and get him a book sign. Don't ask me why. I just ended up talking about a wooden spoon. I think it's because it was Monty Python. And he found it really interesting. Either that he was just humouring me. Yeah, yeah. Humor At least he's humouring me. I don't like Michael Cap. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about Michael Yeah, no, no, no. Fuck you, Michael. Not to see Richard E. Grant about it. Anyway. anyway, we'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, that's the classic scene as well. Now, I was going to play some of those. Like, Shall I play that? Do we need to play that classic scene? Uh, it's up to you. you call I it? think the um, I think that's not an knife scene. It's a classic. Just it's like a classic it. scene, isn't oh, it? Right, yeah. Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. (laughs) That's not a knife. That's a knife. Just kids having fun. You all right? I'm always all right when I'm with you, Dundee. God, that sounds corny. Yeah. But no, but he, he does end then. Does he, does he end up staying in New York? Do no, there's also, the biggest stereotype of him is that, like, as he calls him, the black fella. 
The, dri- the taxi driver. Yeah. Right? Because what driver? <laughs> don't know. Yeah. Isn't that that's the guy from Die Hard, isn't it? It is. Now, but, he- <laughs> but the thing is, why, why, later on, does he break the thing off his wing like a boomerang? Why? In Australia. Why do you? Because I knew you were from a tribe. <laughs> but why? Why do you have a boomerang? Right, I'm going to do that. It's like, what? Aussie things can we put in there? We've got yeah, to put in it. Then if it's like it was a didgeridoo, isn't it? Yeah, no. Now, there is a didgeridoo in the second one. <laughs> you know, the weird thing is, is the second one blends into the first one quite a bit. Oh, to me, I've got, yeah. when I watch that, there's bits in the second one that... Mm. Oh, really? Because in the second one, there's a... which I, I think It's a bit more serious, the second one, isn't it? Second, it's a bit more of a story. Get, yeah. yeah, she gets kidnapped because her mate's doing a, a photograph to a, a drug dealer, doesn't yeah. he? And they end up going back to Australia to sort of like try and find out what's going on. And they get tracked, and he uses his Aboriginal mates to get them all. And it's that classic sign where you got the guy who's always eating. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. goes, Crocky, mate, because you feel that a bit. And he, he speaks to one of them in, in Aboriginal language. And uh, she goes, well, What's he saying? He goes, Oh, he just wants to know if we can eat them. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. gives it the, the, the cheeky wink. There's some really good scenes in the second one, but I think those scenes could have been put in the first one. Yeah. And kind of made that film just a little yeah, bit. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think if you put them two together, they're probably a really, really brilliant. Like I said, the, I like the first one a lot, but mm. it's so lean. There's not much in it, really. There's like, there's a, I think, it, like I said, when I watched it again, I remember it being a lot funnier when I watched it with the night. Yeah. You're just more chuckling now, aren't you? You kind of, yeah. I mean, as well, the end scene where like he's in the tube station. It's a famous scene, like, people yeah. do that. That, that was, a, that was a, an abandoned uh, tube station, that was. That's where they filmed it all, oh, so right. they, could, they could do it. But at the end, he's like down the end of the thing, and they're doing that kind of Chinese whispers and that. On, now... In New York at this time, are they all just wise asses? Or yeah, something? yeah, like, yeah. Hey, because he they your lover. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he walks across some more. Um, there must have been a plank of wood to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they all fall in love. And then it just abruptly ends, doesn't it? The titles come up and, and that's it. There's no missing them. <laughs> exactly, that's it. Off you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, overall, I mean, I, I, still, I, I think it still stands up. Like I said, I think it's a good film. You've just got to remember from when it's from. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like I said, there is weird things in it. Some of the the way they talk about women in it and that. It's like, you know, these days you wouldn't get away with it. Mm. But I think it's a funny little film. It's funny. Oh, yeah. And Paul Hogan's brilliant in it. Hogan is good. He's brilliant in and, it. And I also say, give the second one a go as well. I think the second one is an equally a good film. Yeah, well, I said, actually, it's probably got more of a story. I think it has, actually. I mean, again... It's a bit more action in as well at the end, and isn't it? There's very stereotypical... <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice is going... Very stereotypical bad men in it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, well, well there you go. Yeah. So, would you like some trivia? Go on, then. Okay. <clears throat> Now, apparently, there were three different Bowie knives on set. A steel one, a rubber one, an aluminium one. And Hogan kept the steel ones uh, and has promised never to sell them. Bloody hell, it'd be worth a lot of money, yeah. yeah. wouldn't it? I'm sure he will do when he gets another divorce. <laughs> yeah. um, David Gallipoli, apologies if I've said his name when we played Neb, uh, he choreographed the traditional Aboriginal dance show in the movie. He's one of the most famous acclaimed tribal dancers of all time in oh. Australia. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Crocodile Dundee was a feature film for both Hogan and uh, Kowalski. Now, uh, this is the insist- interesting thing that you might like here. Despite Paul Hogan's insistence that Crocodile Dundee was his own creation, it was later revealed that the real-life inspiration for the character was Bushman Rod Ansell. Oh. Now, Ansell became popular in Australia in 1977 when his boat capsized during a solo hunting expedition and he had to spend two months trapped in the wilderness. He survived by drinking cow blood, sleeping with snakes, and occasionally fighting and decapitating the odd crocodile. <laughs> During a later BBC, I almost feel like doing this in Clive James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During a later BBC interview about his adventure, yeah. <laughs> which he reportedly attended barefoot 
Ansel mentioned that the hotel they put him in was very nice and all but he decided to sleep on the floor which of course is what they do in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, it was this little detail, not any of the animal fighting stuff, that inspired Crocodile Dundee. Oh. Unfortunately, Ansel didn't see a cent from the use of his story and his life and marriage fell apart and he eventually developed a drug habit. What? Which cul- <laughs> gets better. Which culminated in a shootout with police officers <laughs> killing one. Uh, oh, I love him. What's his name? Rod Ansel. Oh, could be looking at him like that. Some say he was driven mad due to his exclusion from the success of Crocodile Dundee movies. The production company even banned him from starting his own Crocodile Dundee tour. Well, that's, how terrible. <laughs> that's a terrible, that's a good story. How much of an Australian name is that, Rod Ansel? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a cracky one. So, that's our little uh, chat about, uh, about that. Let's talk briefly about Richard E. Grant, the new film... Could I do? Could I apologize? Could I do enough? For I don't know. It's called cool. anyway. Name. It's got Mar- uh, Melissa McCarthy. He was just on the radio. He's saying he couldn't believe it. It's yeah. amazing. It's, he, he probably could have asked Oscars in his life. Well, I don't think he's been nominated for any awards, has he? Which is ridiculous. Not rubbish. even for like with Nan and I. I suppose he's no, so no, because with Nan and I only became successful later on. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, but he looks cracking for sixty-one, doesn't he? Amazing. I guess. I, I think the thing with him, he's kept slim, hasn't he? Well, he doesn't drink because he's allergic to alcohol. He doesn't smoke because he, he can't, he throws up every time he does it. Uh, he, he's from Swaziland, so he naturally eats uh, pretty good food. And I think he just look, he just generally yeah, it's, it's, I mean, he's produced his own perfume called Jack Perfume. Richard, send us some of it. And I met him. I've met yeah, him as well. I, I hope he wins because he's such a treasure. I do. He's an absolute, I mean, he's a, he's a really friendly, nice So much well. in, you know, I loved his, you know, oh, his, his hotel program. His hotel, it's a shame that he didn't carry He's so confused. Yeah, but then he's not said he's not doing anymore though I would love to see because I love the way he sniffs everything hence the reason why he did Jack Perfume because he's obsessed and do you know that uh, his perfume is made from uh, hemp is it Mm. Oh right, but it's ninety five pound a bottle. Ooh, no. yeah. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. So I'd love to have a bottle of that. Yeah, yeah. But say like, I met him with Good for You. Actually, he brought out a, his own novel. His first his first book with Beef now is a diary. He's done two diaries. Uh, Wawa Diaries was about the filming of which is based on his father, and uh, by. By Design was his first novel that he wrote, which is a wonderful little book. I've got it on audio as well. Mm. And I went to his reading of that and I sat literally about as far as yeah, I yeah. are. No, I was obsessed by his You don't really get that kind of thing anymore. There's loads of no, them. No, there's no, 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 Robert Llewellyn, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and Craig Charles. Yeah, it's really good, isn't yeah. it? But uh, yeah, so we hope that Richard E. Grant wins. At least I think he's won, he's been nominated for quite a lot. Only, so yeah, yeah. Hope you were, and I'm gonna, hopefully going to see that film next week, maybe. Yeah. I think. I think it's not better than that and Discovery. Discovery started. Discovery started. Yeah, it was wonderful good. first episode. I love it. I just wish Michael had livened up a bit. I just, yeah, I'm still finding a character I can't warm to. You know what? Tr- you know what? I, I really like Tilly a lot, and I mm. like all the others. You know, you know what I'm thinking though? You know what I'm thinking? Why on earth? I don't know if this is an afterthought. If I don't know if they were originally going to have the Enterprise pop up, but I don't care what anyone says. All I keep thinking of now is, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I love it, but I can't help but thinking, why didn't we just have Pikes? Five-year mission. Well, there's loads of people talking about that. I think you know. I think once you start bringing something like that into it, it's gonna, it's just gonna. Comp- mm. People think about. Oh, Spock! I want Enterprise. I want Spock. I want that. That's what people are thinking about. Oh, it went Spock in it. You could have had. You could have had Tilly on the Enterprise. You could have had um, the, uh, the, the science guy. See, I haven't got. That's the thing. That's the now I know. Yeah. I remember when I first, within the first series of all the other series, I knew most of the characters' names. Yeah. I don't know him. No. I know Michael and uh, uh, Tilly. I don't yeah. know the all. I don't know. Well, no. I can't think. I just don't know the names. But you could have had all those characters. The tall guy, uh, 
Why have you not the alien chief, yeah. dude? You could have had the two gay guys, the engineer and the doctor who's dead. You know, you, they could have all been on the Enterprise. And everyone would have thought, yeah, man, this is ad. Because this Pike is kind of like what I wanted. It's, it's almost like they took this Pike from Orville, I think. Yeah. yeah and Orville started again as well. Yeah, Did yeah. you know that number two is, get, is engaged to the ginger guy with the beard, the red, the red guy? In oh, right. Life? Because Melissa ah, Boyd... She's really... I really like him. I, I really like Miss Boyd. Zips. Well, he... Uh, yeah, there's a guy. She... Miss, Michelle, I think her name's Michelle Boyd. Oh, no. sorry, um, she guest stars in the, the latest episode in the green uniform. Really nice girl she is. Uh, Kenny's friends of her. And uh, she was on who said, oh yeah, they've just got engaged. Oh, How nice is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Orville. I, I think that's good. I'm going to watch that tonight, actually. That's good, it's good. So brilliant. anyway, if you want to contribute, no, not contribute. Well, you can contribute if you want to contribute. Yeah, you want to contribute. Uh, yeah. Listen to Jen's blurb in a minute. But of course, do please send us an email if you want to uh, hear either uh, The Shining, League of Gentlemen, not the extra League of Gentlemen. No, we're not. Do not. We're not. 1960 film. I don't care if a thousand people vote for no, that. We are not, not talking no, about that. not in there. Uh, or uh, The Lady Killers, the yeah. original one with Alec Guinness, or Man by Stag, which is a Belgian film. Please do vote for one of those and we'll, uh, we'll do it at the end of February. Yes, I will. See you later then. Yeah. Goodbye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. So there's going to be a few of you out shearing this time, then. About 40, I'd reckon. Something for the ladies? Oh, yeah. Two bottles of sweet cherry, mate. Looks like we've overdone it with the sherry. Yeah. Australians wouldn't give a... Castle Main 4X for anything else.